It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app, use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera, Cody Del Mendo, and Kevin Wells run the ones and twos as we wrap up this ugly Cubs game. This is one that not only was winnable, it slipped away. Cubs lose 4-1. to I, there's no other way to explain it other than to just say they left too many guys on base. They left six runners in scoring position. Six six guys stranded there Yo, that could have scored. 0 for 9 with runners in scoring position, 11 overall left on base. Like, Yeah. Yeah. No, not great. <laughs> not great. I mean, we'll, you know, we'll get to like the, it happens. the ins and outs of it. But, you know, it's like we talked about on the show yesterday. This is a series like – Splitting the series isn't the end of the world for the Cubs, but you go in, especially coming off that Marlins sweep, you kind of need to go in and win three or four. They won the first one. They dropped this one. That means they got to go out and win the next two if they're going to win this series. So losing this one wasn't great. I mean, they had the, the tie game, and, you know, Keegan, Keegan is the one that's been, like, the results have been good, but the underlying numbers haven't been as good as you'd like them to be, and, um, you know the the walks. Eh, we'll get we'll get more into Keegan, but just the uh, the the walk the walks is what's been kind of his the, the thing that's been hurting him. Um, but he didn't I mean the walk didn't. It wasn't that. It was just the the contact that he gave up. That one that one. Uh, I want to say it was a slider that he hung that got hit into the gap. Like that's that's what hurt him today. So yeah. um, it just yeah it's it's a, a game as you said, Luke. That just kind of slipped away when they had their chances to to take control and they didn't. Yeah. Uh, you know, Thompson, the exit velos, like you said, Ryan, uh, in that inning, 93, 99, 76. That was the Abrams hit that gave them the lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, then 84, and then the Alex call uh, double, 103.8, which was just that hanging slider, like you said. So, uh, you know, everyone knows I'm a big Keegan guy. I'm, I'm not out on him. I don't think you should be out on him after three consecutive bad uh, outings. Uh, but yeah, it's a little concerning right now. That that is concerning to me a, a little bit because we were already having some bullpen uh, issues uh, in terms of trying to find the right roles for dudes, and people were clamoring for Thompson to be used in the later innings. Tonight he comes in and like what was it the sixth inning when he comes in after Wisdom hit the homer, and you're, you're trying to get the shutdown inning uh, with the way that he is pitched. For the most part, uh, you like him in that situation. You hopefully bounce back from the last two outings. Uh, but, yeah, it just didn't happen. I don't know what's going on with them. I hope that they figure it out. Um, 
But yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly with the just the inability to get runners in with less than two outs. And uh, th- this road trip, they just haven't been good at it at, at, at this point, except for yesterday. They, they did it yesterday, uh, but it's the one win of the road trip. And <laughs> that, that sums it up. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I, there, I don't blame David Ross for taking Hayden Wisniewski out. Uh, even though he had 78 pitches, he had been giving up a lot of hard contact in that in this game. Uh, he was lucky to only allow five hits, in my opinion. That that goes to a lot of credit to the Cubs' defense. There was still like some traffic in there, and uh, that, oh yeah, it, was, gotta, and it, and it wasn't every with... every plate appearance, but he was still kind of that those, those points where he's falling behind and counts early and having to kind of yeah. battle back in the at bats. So yeah, I, yeah. So I'm not I'm not upset about that. I I, I I can't blame David Ross for believing in Keegan Thompson. He's earned a little bit of trust at this point, so I'm not. There's nothing to blame on the manager tonight. I, and it's not the whole is, season; it's a couple of games that he's right. been off. So again, I'm hoping Thompson gets right, but I I put the blame on just the inability to get some runners in tonight. I mean, before Wisdom hit the homer and kind of you, where you kind of felt like, oh, okay, here we go. The Cubs' offense going to get going now. Um, you know, you you had runners on with less than two outs. You had it was supposed to be Rios, but instead Ross pinch hits him. With Trey Mancini, he strikes out. And then you got Hosmer coming up, who, credit to him, had two hits at that point. And he pops out, pops out to end the inning. And that to me, that that was probably I don't want to say they lost the game there, but that was a huge missed opportunity. And that is kind of the story of this road trip of them struggling to get runners in with guys on in less than two outs. And someone tweeted at us earlier uh, on the CHO Cups Twitter account and you know, said something along the lines of this team just can't do it. Yeah, on this road trip, they can't. I mean, they're hitting 294 with runners in scoring position in general this year, uh, which is sixth best in baseball. And they're is also that coming hitting in today. This is coming okay. into today. And then uh, with less than two outs coming into today, they're hitting 353 uh, with runners in scoring position. Again, with less than two outs. Uh, the Only the Pirates have a better batting average in that scenario this year. So they've been really good at it. It's just this road trip, they have not. And I don't want to say that it's just baseball, but I also realize that you're not going to be perfect at that at that trade of the game every single game, but it is becoming a trend, at least on this road trip, that's becoming very annoying because the thing about the Cubs' offense the, so far this year has been – their ability to, when they get a guy on third or a guy on second, if there's a guy on second, less than two outs, more often than not, you're at least seeing a guy hit the ball to the right side, give him to third. Okay, then you can get maybe if it's – then if you have one out, you get, have a guy on third, maybe, you know, sack fly, maybe just hit the ball to the right side again. Maybe – and if the defense is playing back, then you score a run. Just like they were doing the little things to score runs, and they haven't done that this – road trip except for yesterday and so that's frustrating especially when you're playing a team that you're clearly better than I said that last night on the post game show when we were when we were happy they got back on track again they still have a chance to win this series he's got to win the next two obviously I didn't think they were going to come in and sweep this series I I think the Nationals are they're not good but they're not the worst team in baseball so uh, you know they have some young players uh I I will say this I thought that the at-bats against Trevor Williams early in the game were not great. Um, but 
maybe credit to Trevor Williams on that. The Trevor Williams revenge game. Yeah, it was the revenge game. So overall, <laughs> Edwards. overall <laughs> it, I, this isn't like a game that like is going to lean send me into Lake Michigan, but also at the same time, like I hear everyone in the chat. I hear everyone on Twitter yelling about hitting with runners in scoring position, but the Cubs have been good at it this year. They just haven't on this road trip. So they got to get back to doing the little things in those scenarios to get those runners in because they just haven't done it this road trip. Upon a positive note, Brent in the chat agrees with me, and I appreciate that, Brent. Thank you very much. Uh, our buddy and teammate Jay Zawoski says, frustrating, <laughs> but I'm happy to care again. See, now there's positivity, Man, too. There's your spin zone. There's more positivity. <laughs> that it matters, right? Uh, I didn't see who – maybe it was Trevor. I didn't catch whose names asked the question or pointed out they should have sent Hap home. Was that the game? Was – was it the right call? It tied the game and was the it the game? <sighs> holding was... holding Hap at third. Was it the right? I think it was. In, hindsi- in hindsight, up. obviously not the right decision. But I'll when s- at, at the well, moment, in the moment, was it the right move? I'll say that there's been many times where we've gotten mad at Willie Harris for sending guys yeah, in those scenarios, and they've been way out. So, considering there's less than two outs, I'm not mad about it. But if it was with two outs and it was a one-zero game and it was in the you know, later than the sixth inning or later, like, I think, it, what, it was the fifth inning when that happened? Maybe, maybe I would have a little bit more angst about it, but no, you you had you had everything you wanted. You had the middle of the lineup coming up, and you had a really great opportunity to, to, to yeah. do something there, and you just didn't do it. Well, and the fact that, like, and the camera angle on the TV, I don't, like, they're obviously not from, like, sitting there right. and watching the play, the whole play go down. Like, the, I don't know if there's any delay in there or not, but it looked like, as the ball was getting in, Hap was just rounding third. He may have been out by a mile, and right. people would have been pissed that Willie Harris. He might have been sent Madrigal when they had, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, or he could have run it through it like Madrigal sometimes. So like, yeah, yeah. And that's that's the that's the issue with, I mean, not the issue. That's the, that's the hard part about being a third base coach and just you know those bang bang plays you know, and really knowing the the guy's arm in right field, the guy's arm, you know, whoever the relay guy is, his arm. You know, it's. It's a lot of gauging and stuff, and, I mean, hey, if, if they had gotten him in, like, it wouldn't have mattered, right? Yeah. But I, I, it didn't happen, and I'm not going to yell. The throw did get away, but that's hindsight. Exactly, it's hindsight. Yeah. But, I don't know. If he sends him and he's out, like, we're st- people are going to be having the same discussion and pissed off. So, like, uh, <laughs> you can't win as a third base coach in that in kind of situations when it doesn't yeah. play out. No, when the, when the hold, holding him doesn't pan out. It doesn't matter because you're not going to win regardless. It has so. to be the most thankless job in all of oh, baseball no. No. because you can only be wrong, right? Like, at least a hitting coach, if the team's hitting well, people are like, oh, look what the hitting coach is doing. Yeah. But if you're the third base coach, nobody's like, that was a great send. Well, and <laughs> Nobody's ever going to say that. Well, and then so at that point, yeah, you're less than what? How many outs is there? One out at that There's point? One out. You had say Suzuki. You had come one out. out. You had say it coming up. I they mean, may, yeah, maybe you, maybe you expect the. So I, I mean, I've talked. I'm okay with it. I've talked to I'm Willie Harris okay before. I talked to Willie Harris about a, a similar situation when uh, I don't remember who it was they didn't get sent in Milwaukee last year, mm-hmm. um, and just to kind of try to understand the third base coach's mindset in that sense. Um, there's a lot of factors in it, but like. You got Saya coming up next, and maybe maybe you should expect the intentional walk, whatever. Um, but then, you, I don't I don't know if he knew Ross was going to pinch hit Mancini in that situation. But Mancini had been really good the last week and a half, two weeks, and I don't know. Maybe that's not the best situation. Uh, I I don't know what Edwin Rios' numbers or what 
Edwards numbers against lefties and righties. I think they might have flashed it on the on the screen, but um, I don't know. Maybe Rios leaving Rios in would have been the better call on that you know, in hindsight. Um, but in that situation, knowing just a third base coach's mind is like you got there's a lot of variables and you're in the you said in heart of the order at least part of the heart of the order still up like you're in the middle of the order maybe you think with less than one out you can at least get a ball in play you don't expect Mancini to strike out and it happens that is not going to stop being uh that's not going to stop people from second guessing it and being mad about it but Mancini's been good I I, that's what I'm I'm saying I don't the only thing that people want to pinch hit for Hosmer a guy did have two hits I'm not saying he got him in Clutch moments, but there were two hits. I go too far now, Luke. Uh, <laughs> now you're gonna now, you're gonna make people mad. Now, I know. Well, now, that's why I said it. <laughs> I will say, you know, I know under I understand that Rios hasn't been very good in the few chances he's got. You bring it. He, they bring in Carl Edwards Jr., Cubs legend, who was part of the 2016 World Series, uh, which the Chicago Cubs won. Give me some credit for that, Brendan and Corey. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but to pinch hit Mancini when. Carl Edwards is a righty. Rios, obviously, a lefty. Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know what Mancini's numbers against Carl Edwards in his career are. Maybe that they saw something there. I, I don't know. Um, that said, there, like, there's no one else on the bench that, that was a lefty, right? There's no one else on the bench that was a lefty. Well, so Hosmer didn't look good against him. At that point in time, that. I, don't, I don't think so. No, no so, exactly. like, Rios, may, I don't understand. Maybe... In, in that scenario, I would have been fine if Rios took that at bat. I understand that he has a high K rate, so maybe that's why they didn't. And then, of course, Mancini strikes out. And I, I don't want to hear the Mancini slander. He's been very good since the last homestand. He had a he, he drove in two runs last night. So um, it just in that particular scenario didn't work out that time. It, it, that's baseball. That's something where I will say that that's baseball. Um, Hosmer. Two hits tonight, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> you got to come through in the clutch with the bases loaded, yeah, man. You got yeah. to you got to get those hits. Those those have to fall. That's that's a scenario. Like, and I know th- I know they're not going to do that in this scenario because he was playing first base and they put they pinch hit Mancini in the DH. So like, I I don't know, Ryan. Can would they have been able to move Mancini to first base and put and put someone else in the DH spot? Are they would they have been allowed to do that after the inning? It's actually a good question. I'm not off the top of my head sure of the answer. Why? <laughs> Something tells me that you can't. Something tells me I you would, wouldn't I be able like to. That you wouldn't be able to put move Mancini someone at to first DH. and move somebody else. And that way they could have pinch it for Hosmer. Yeah, I I don't know that you can actually. I think just the way the DH is a little d- differently set up. I think yeah. you might have to. I don't keep know. whoever's at like you can't. It weren't the DH, but, but that that's obviously. a good question, and I should. I'm. Gonna, I think Kevin's looking up the answer right now. That's that's something <laughs> Let's I should know. Let's figure that out. There that's something, there that's was something a, I should know. What about <laughs> the smart people in the chat? Do you know that Gary Ross? <laughs> Gary, Gary knows everything. Gary has to know. There, Gary knows there's another everything. scenario person, later knows in the game. What was the eighth inning? Hosmer nice meet, comes Gary. up again with runners on, uh, and <laughs> he doesn't get it done. I I I don't know, man. So everyone's saying that Carl Edwards Jr. had reverse reverse splits. splits yeah, so that, there's a reason why to, to not hit a lefty. Again, okay. I didn't see Fair. his reverse I didn't, splits. I didn't take the time to go see what his reverse splits were. My bad. Shout and out to everybody in the chat keeping that us, knew that and keeping us. Backing us yeah, up, keep, man. Backing us up. Man of so, integrity. We'll by admit. the way, because you're so wonderful, also give us a like, would please you please? Like and if, uh, yeah. if, you're not, so if you're listening to this podcast like a day later or whatever, make sure you join in, subscribe to the 
YouTube page of CHGO Sports so you don't miss any of it. Get involved in the chat. That's why we love Barb, Gary, Vanilla Chill, Brent, Evil Wax, Larry. I mean, everybody's on there. The regulars are all in, even after a tough loss. And we will hit the... uh, Listen... Yeah, everyone, everyone in the chat. What you, I do know what you want to talk about. We will do yeah. some of that. We'll, we'll let some people vent in the second we segment coming up here. We actually didn't talk about it yesterday because the Cubs actually won. <laughs> right. Um, so so we're it, actually due to talk five, about Four it. or five times a week. We'll, yeah. we'll let the <laughs> venting will be allowed in the second. So block. everyone is saying that you would lose a DH, which is where I was, what I was thinking. I wasn't obviously sure, but I was like, I'm pretty sure. Because it's like, I know they changed it with the Otani rule. Yeah. Um, yes. But like if you were to move, if you were like you couldn't move Mancini to first base and move whoever would have pinched at Hosmer to DA. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't do that. If Mancini had obviously pinched it for Hosmer, then you just stick yeah, it at the, first the base. The official but. rule here, the DH must be selected prior to the game. The selected mm-hmm. hitter must come to the bat at least one time unless the opposing team changes pitchers prior to that point. A team that chooses not to select a DH yeah. loses at the game. A player who enters the game in place of the DH, pinch hitter be, or pinch runner becomes the DH. So it has to be selected before the game. You can't yeah. move yeah. a position player. And if you're yeah, voted off, uh, the tribe is spoken. Not allowed. That's it. It's the end of it. Uh, yeah, so that's that's what I was thinking. And I mean, obviously, I think if, if you were able to move Mancini to first base, that may that might have been a situation where you pinch hit Hosmer, especially knowing like now knowing that Carl Edwards Jr. has reverse splits. That's probably a situation where they do pinch it for Hosmer. Yeah. So I guess yeah, that 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 decision makes sense in hindsight. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm I'm just. Uh, I'm frustrated with the lack of, you know, offense in in those scenarios when they got chances to score runs. And I, mean, I understand they're not going to hit 353 with runners in scoring position in less than two outs all year. That would be an, an unreal, like an absolutely unreal thing that I would assume if they really did do that, that this team would win 90 games. But uh, – yeah, it's just the it's been the thing of this road trip that's that's hurt the Cubs and why they've lost what now four out of five. So yeah, Craig's they, jumping ahead. Hashtag free Matt Mervis. Hashtag free Christopher Morell. Uh, Ravi, meanwhile, with a hashtag rebuild Taco <laughs> Bell. Both yeah, valid Robbie. points. Also in the chat, did the, you guys the see? The Katina is nice though. Like I, I'll, I'll admit, Colada has a has an Avi now. Did you see this? What? He's got oh, a picture. Oh, shit. Look at this. He has a picture. He's got a picture of himself. The Godfather? Swinging, he's the lefty. Is that him? Oh, Look at that. Ross couldn't mess up the, the closer Godfather. tonight. I can't see the picture. Tomorrow. I would say if the Cubs uh-huh. are in a closing not, situation not tomorrow, well we'll enough. see Alzalei. He didn't pitch tonight. Potentially. Ron but I, did, I will say I did like Estrada tonight. It was a 4-1 to game, but I did like Estrada in the inning that he pitched. He's looked good in his last few outings. He's building some trust with David Ross. Hopefully we see him in... Some high leverage spots. I know our friend Brennan Miller would love to see that. Yum Yum Donut Shop's not coming back, Barb. By the way, they got do right in the neighborhood way better than the Yum Yum Donuts. Yeah. Even back in the day. There you go. Uh, Muren says Cubs bullpen is an issue, but not today. It's just, just Thompson uh, just didn't have a good Keegan inning. Keegan didn't have it no. today. But uh, we looked up the stats, too, and uh, people don't care about the stats, right? Yeah, someone literally tweeted us, said they don't care about the stats when I told about the runners in scoring position. Yeah, like, like I said. the bullpen hasn't been bad. Like they they've been for the most part in a lot of different most categories have like mm-hmm. the top ten of um, different you know whatever the stats is like uh, among MLB bullpens and you take that for what it's worth. If you hate stats, you hate stats, and I can't convince you outside of that. And 
I mean, I'm not, and I'm not saying the bullpen is perfect, but you look around the league, most bullpens aren't like both like bullpens are volatile. Bullpens give up runs in situations like not every team you hand off to the bullpen and they go perfect one, two, three, every inning. Like teams give up runs, team teams blow leads, even the best closers blow saves. Like it's gonna every happen. T- every team. It happens on every team. You go look and and I guarantee you every team complains not, about there's not the bullpen. one bullpen out there with a zero point zero zero or no. Every every <laughs> every fan base is gonna complain about the bullpen. I'm not and I'm not telling you not to complain today because Keegan didn't have it. And Don't that, tell him how to cub. That yeah. was the game, right? Like Keegan not Keegan not it. having it was mm-hmm. the game because the offense uh, didn't take advantage of that prior opportunity. But for the most part, like the bullpen has been overall pretty solid. Like my you know. Mike Rucker came in and and whatever and you know you said Estrada and the ninth was fine or the eighth was fine. Um, you know Mark Leiter Jr. We talked about him yesterday. He forty percent strikeout rate has been really good. Most among um, righties. Yeah, uh, Ke- Kevin baseball. has a good a good uh, tweet that are you gonna pull that one up. I was yeah, actually I oh, is, it, is it up right now? Um, I have a, no, I just have it pulled up. On well, the I'm screen. saying if you want to pull it up and pull it up so the chat can see it too. From um, Sarami, Michael Sarami, a friend of the program from Bleacher Nation. Uh, I was actually going to read his second tweet. We call him that, MC. That's part of the thread. But so this was coming into today. Yeah. So 29.3 uh, strikeout percentage. That's second in baseball. Yeah, 29.3% K rate, second in baseball. This is actually just coming into today. 205 average. for Like, they had good numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> even with good numbers like that, good bullpens, like you're going to have a day like today where a guy you – would hope that David Ross can trust doesn't get it done right like Keegan Thompson feels like he should be one of the better relievers a guy that David Ross should be able to trust in that situation and he doesn't get it done and that's for today that's obviously like that that's the game like I said earlier that's the game and and be pissed about that for sure like you know that that that's what lost the game ultimately uh was giving up those runs in that inning but I would say overall this this bullpen has been in like I said, a lot of those numbers top ten of the league. Like days like this are gonna happen. Don't let don't let one day cloud your judgment of, of the bullpen because for the most part they've done a solid job in, in most in most areas. I Sarami I would agree with what Pablo says though too. Like it, Keegan didn't necessarily matter as much in this game because the offense was struggling. Well, that's not, yeah, they they didn't have they didn't take right? advantage of yeah. that bases loaded opportunity, and that's yeah. you know, that it? also lost in the game. I'm just saying like. Yes. In the grand scheme of what, what happened yes. to the four one lead, the four one lead was the four one loss happened because of the runs given yeah. up in that one inning. But Agreed. the offense shoulders some blame too, so just like they did in that Marlins series. to go with what you said, they have plenty of room to improve, but it's not really out of the ordinary or bad or anything like that. Like that's the bullpen. Yeah. You know what I I have I have a key question I want to ask here, and I want you to think about this very intently. Is this live? Are we live? <laughs> this is live. We're live because <laughs> we need a shirt at this point. Is it live? Everybody's always asking, <laughs> is this live? It is live. Uh, can I ask you if you think Wesneski is building his way up to being what you want him to be, to stay in the rotation? I, I mean, obviously, great spring, earned the spot, then was questionable. This is two pretty good starts in a row. He had the great one against the A's. Mm-hmm. Um, he was fine against the Padres. It was Honestly, is is Wisniewski back? I wouldn't say he's back yet, because the strikeout numbers still aren't there. And and I'm not enough I, progress I'm, that when everybody's healthy, he stays. If everybody were healthy right now, I don't. I, I don't know that I'd say that. 
Like if, I, it's like a, it's like a very short leash if he stays. If Hendricks were ready right I, now and Tyone I, were I, I, ready, I, I, would Wesneski stay? If Tyone and Hendricks Kevin were shaking activated his head, tomorrow, no. I would say Hayden probably goes back to AAA. I would agree. Unless they decide to move into the bullpen. I don't see David Ross. Somebody in the bullpen's struggling. They they move into a longer role in the bullpen. I, Another one of those three-inning guys. If that's what they decide to do, which I don't know that I even agree with that, um, considering he's supposed to be your starter depth and you don't want to pull him back to multi-inning reliever. You, you don't have to pull him back to end up having to stretch him back out. Um, if Kyle Hendricks and Tyone, they, they didn't give Tyone $68 million to not be a starter. Um, you know, they've said in the past that Kyle Hendricks is a starter when he's healthy. He's in the rotation. I don't see David Ross going to a six-man rotation. I just don't well, see and, it. I don't and think Smiley David is a guy who I would have thought maybe you could shift to a bullpen role, but, but he's, he's been so good that you have to keep him as a starter. He's pitching well. He gives you that second lefty in the rotation. Justin Steele's obviously been one of the best pitchers in baseball. Stroman's right there behind him. Like, those are, the, those are your five, and, you know, Wisniewski, if, had, he, had he been – pitching like he did in September and in spring training like then you have you definitely have a lot better of an argument that it's like how can you take him out of the rotation but he hasn't I mean he had a better start today but as we said he had you know hard contact was that doesn't have a strikeout numbers um the swing and miss isn't there but he did have 12 he threw a lot of sinkers and he got 12 ground ball outs yeah he's now that's what you Can expect I, from this it, rotation, but not necessarily from him. Well, it's definitely a better outing, especially yes. considering where he started the season. I don't think that that what he's done the last couple times out wins him that rotation spot. When, especially again, if Tyone and, and Hendricks were to come back tomorrow, I don't see him holding no. on the rotation and, and spot. Craig in the chat, a hundred percent. Nobody, no, here, no, no at no, least on this fine. panel, nobody's saying West Nesky cost them this game. No, not I mean not at all. I I, I, I'm I, know, he, I didn't say that. I'm saying he's better. I'm just asking if everybody were healthy, is he starting to show so, enough signs that you're not I, saying, hey, Wesneski's the guy to go down? Me, can I go into that? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So there were a few. Like what I was saying was that he gave up a lot of hard contact and he gave up only five hits, uh, but there were scenarios where he was able to get out of messes. I think it was the fourth, the fourth in the sixth inning. I could be wrong on that. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. <laughs> Either way, there was multiple innings where there were runners on and he was able to get out of it. Um, which... It was a I'll, third and the fifth, I think. Okay. That was kind of close. Uh, it was one of the nine. My, right now. <laughs> my thing is, is... Was he better than his last start? Yes. And he faced a much better lineup against the Padres, obviously. I'm just a little worried about the lack of strikeouts uh, thus far. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm sending him to Iowa whenever Tyone comes back. And uh, we don't know when Kyle Hendricks is going to come back. So, I'm from my view, I'm looking at it when just when Tyone comes back. Obviously, when Tyone comes back, he'll still be here. Uh, but you, when Kyle Hendricks comes back, when we know that he's set to come back, I think that's a question you ask me again, and I can give you a full answer. But right now, I lean that when they both come back, um, that he would stay. But the leash is very short because <laughs> even though he's been able to get out of some, some 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 messy situations, he's still giving up a lot of hard contact, and the strikeouts just aren't there. And that was something that we saw a lot of last year. And at least with Kyle Hendricks, you got to – a veteran leader who has proven that he is very good. And I know he wasn't good last year, but I, I, 
there's I still have a little bit of faith that he can be very solid in that last starter spot. And I just think that sometimes with Wisniewski specifically, he can be so con- inconsistent with some of what he's trying to do. So, again, I, I lean that he stays when they both come back and they go to a six-man, but uh, it's a very short leash. But then my question to you is what do they do with Hendricks and Tyone? What, if, guess, if, if I just sta- said they go to a six-man. No, I, I, I think that's less likely because David Ross has said he doesn't want to run six-man rotation. Could he surprise us and, and uh-huh. do that? Sure, but I think from what based on what he's said – a six-man rotation is, to me, less likely than Hayden just going down to AAA. Okay. I don't know what happens, but as Joe Madden used to say, baseball has a way of working itself out. So we never Fair. know who's going to be healthy, who's pitching well. Who's do- they he's, don't, he's my point is they don't have to make the decision stay, in my opinion. But there's a lot to improve on. And I understand sending him to Iowa would uh, you know, upset a lot of people. I don't think it would be the worst thing for him at the same time. Uh, now, if Kyle Hendricks comes back and he really struggles, he'll be back here sooner than later. So That's true. Right. I, but I also think you, you compare it to what he did in September last year, even spring training, and, and he obviously hasn't pitched that well. His percentile rankings coming into today weren't very good. Expected batting average, 5th percentile. Expected slugging, 14th percentile. K rate, 10th percentile. Whiff rate, 11th percentile. Like The things that you felt made him really good last year haven't been there. Um but my my point is that I'm getting to is if you send him back down, I don't know that people would be that angry, one, because he hasn't pitched like he did last year. But also, two, it's like prospects get sent down all the time. That's fair. Jordan Walker just got sent down, like, this past week Yeah. Uh, after making the Cardinals opening day roster. Like, like I wouldn't – because what Hayden Wesneski could be a really good pitcher for uh, – be in this rotation, a good part of this rotation going forward. But if he's struggling or he's just not pitching that well and you got Tyone coming back, you got Hendricks coming back, and you need to put them in the rotation, like having, you know, especially because Wisniewski's underlying numbers haven't been great, you know, sending him the AAA, letting him, even if it's just get, build up some more confidence against AAA hitters, you know, work out some of the kinks, like have more time to do these things. I don't think that's the, the, the worst thing for his development as long as, you know, Tyone comes back, Hendricks comes back, they're healthy, they're pitching fine. Um, you know, injuries are going to ha- – sending Wisniewski down isn't the end of Wisniewski's big league time, like, in his career in general, for sure, but definitely not this year either. Like, he'll be – even if he goes down, he'll be back. He'll have to help out this rotation at some point again this year. I don't think sending him down is the worst thing. No, six innings, no. one run. To answer my question, if it were today, and Tyone and Hendricks were both doing well in the rehab, they were ready to go – I think he probably would be the odd man out, and he'd be sent back just because it's Tyone and Hendricks. Um, now, if those guys were not doing great in their rehab start, something you might wait another week and let that. Yeah, you might give them another start just at the major league level and let that happen. But I, it'll be interesting to see if it plays out that way. What exactly happens? I'll tell you one thing: you can count on, and that is a good three-one-two from Goose Island. That's true. The official beer of CHGO, Chicago's beer since 1988. The beer roster, the Goose IPA, beautiful citrus aroma, the tropical beer hug, Cody's favorite, 312 Weed Ale, Cody's choice for a beer chug after a Cubs win. Full pocket pills. Uh, we had a good time at the uh, the draft party. It was a big success. Thanks to everybody that signed up, came out, 
supported CHGO Bears and the Chicago Bears at the draft party. Uh, thanks to Goose Island for all their support in that as well. Grab ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive beers at Goose Island's original brew house on the Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. Honk, honk. Kevin sleeping on the honks. Uh, Sorry. That's One all right. <laughs> nope. We got uh, it. We got we're it. getting it. That's right. There, there it is. is. That's not what I was looking for. Meanwhile, I'm happy to announce Athletic Greens is back for us, baby. Yeah. Athletic Greens never left me, let me tell you, because our <laughs> next partner is a product I've been using literally every day since last season started. I started taking AG1 because I just didn't have time, wanted better gut health, needed more energy, an optimized immune system. I hated taking vitamins. So what is this stuff? <laughs> One delicious scoop of AG1. You absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Special blend of ingredients supporting your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all those things. I take it first blink in the morning on an empty stomach, and I'm heading out the door like a rocket ship. It's a perfect fit for my lifestyle, too. Not only does it improve my gut health, it also makes me healthier, and it makes doing that fast and easier. I don't have time to take a hundred different supplements to make sure that I'm healthy at my old age. So here, I found something that's got a mild tropical taste. It's an all-in-one. Right now, time to reclaim your health. Arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. You don't have to take a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, our friends at Athletic Greens are giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash chgocubs. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash chgocubs to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. John Anderson pulling stuff off the back. We didn't even see him this time. That was so covert. Yeah, I did a quick camera swap just to make sure you didn't get your shot. You, you don't even know what's going on right now behind the scenes. Oh, I got him, I get him in the corner right there. Oh, uh, I think I saw uh, him. I job, saw Sean. the hoodie there. <laughs> good job, Sean. <laughs> yeah, White Athletic Sox two teams. in a row. Two in a row for the Sox. Don't stop now, boys. <laughs> <laughs> don't stop now. Pedro's boys don't quit. I was going to reply to some of these comments in the YouTube chat. You know what? You don't want to? Now I'm done. I'm just done looking at the chat the rest of the night. Y'all are fucking... The chat? Y'all are, like, unsufferable sometimes. Like, we're trying to have, like... Like, I understand the frustration. I understand everyone's, like, upset about this game. But, like, bro, it is May 2nd. Like, go outside <laughs> if you're going to be like this. Thank you. After the show. After the show. That said, <laughs> can we please talk about Matt Mervis now? What? You want to talk Mervis? You want, well, first of all, mine. Let's talk about the, the, the news, the... Roster news that happened today. Miguel Amaya. Oh, that's a good one. I've been holding it in. So Will I'm, Miguel Amaya catch tomorrow? Will we get our first major league look at Miguel Amaya? What about the day game after that? Who pitches for na- the Nationals tomorrow? That that works into it. But Stroman. Does Stroman want Tuck? Or does Stroman want Amaya? The, would be I, would his say, call too. I would say Tuck. Yeah, I'd say, <laughs> I'd say uh, from, with a, Cody. from a pitcher to – I would say from a pitcher to catcher, game planning, Thank you for all everyone agreeing with me. Standpoint, 
um, Stroman would want Tucker, right? I, I know Amaya was doing stuff with some of the pitchers in spring when he was in big league camp. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, he's obviously not a guy that's familiar catching Stroman in-game regular season type thing. Um, I, I'm going to be honest. Like, I don't know. He's been with Steele in the minors, so that could be your Thursday start. I'm going to be honest. Like, I don't know. Like, well, we still don't know if Jan Gomes is going on the IL, right? Like, I, yeah. He sat today. I I'm, like I said on the couch when we first started watching the game, I would not be surprised if we don't see him at all. That, that's what I was thinking. Like, he, yeah. I don't know his parents are coming in. Like, maybe he gets in that bat, like, yeah. whatever. But, like, Play the, 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 the way Play I think, the way I think the about it is, like, you're not just asking a rookie to go and play left field or center field or whatever. Yeah. Like, you're asking a guy to go in and catch – for uh, you know, a veteran starting pitcher who, you know, veteran starting pitchers usually are able to work with any catcher. But it is a tougher ask, I think, when you're you're putting a guy behind the plate for his major league debut on, you know, uh, an emergency basis, not even just like he's 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 ready, he's coming up, like I w- it's all that. Like it, it is an emergency catcher situation if you start him, which I get like with Gomes, you don't really know. I wouldn't mind come from Panama, don't you have to play him? I wouldn't yeah, mind if bad. they threw DH? him in the DH yeah, tomorrow. DH all right, all right. It's not that I don't want to see him. It's that the reason he's here isn't because, oh, he, you know, is ready. He's here because the Cubs DFA'd Luis Torrens and Jan Gomes got hit by a backswing last night. Happy birthday to Luis Torrens, by the way. (laughs) And Jonathan VR. Jonathan VR. Yeah, you're supposed Uh, to leave the show with that. So, so I mean, like. He's going to sing happy birthday. He's he's strictly here on, like, an emergency basis. You know what I mean? So, Mm -hmm. I'd love to see him get some at-bats. I don't want to see him behind the plate, though. Not with like the injury, like what, you know, coming off the injuries that he's had, and he hasn't played a lot. You know what I mean? So, I do, I do know we talked about how oh we could see him this year, like in the off season. We we said that we could see Amaya this year. I did not expect us to see him on May second though. So, again, I'd love yeah. to see him get some at bats tomorrow. Put him in the DH. I mean, we've had DH issues all. <laughs> All year, honestly. So Gary, with the good point though, if he DHs, Tucker gets hurt, you lose the DH for the game. We, that's fair. That that's that's fair. That's fair. I don't know. I didn't well, even you, think about that. Gary's good on always got to yeah. be You're the You're always man with ahead the facts. of me, Gary. You're always ahead I of mean, me. I'm sorry for talking. Fernando okay. with a super chat, by the way. Uh, w tomorrow, print it. Luke showed up for work. I see. Oh, now that's a low shot. That's a low <laughs> blow. Rhonda agrees with me. That's all I'm. Rhonda agrees with me. It's all that's important. Low blow. <laughs> Thank you well, for a little stuck over there is running the ones and twos well, tonight, but did a great job last night. Stuck son? Luke Stuckmeyer Jr. Luke Stuckmeyer Jr. <laughs> Stepson? LJ. Uh, we we'll no, call you LJ from now. Hashtag Stucky's firstborn. <laughs> Dad, can you give me a ride home tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Cody will no. take you on the scooter. I didn't ride yeah. the scooter. Oh, he didn't ride the scooter. No, 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 no. Oh, well, then you're walking. It's good for you. Yeah, it's funny that like we had the whole Torrance conversation like last week, right before he got DFA'd, and then he got DFA'd, and it was all about like the, the catching depth and whatever, like, you know, I don't think anyone ex- expected Jan Gomes to be sitting out multiple games because he got hit with a backswing. Uh, but, yeah, this is when you make that move. You lose a little bit of catching depth. And I'm not saying they shouldn't have made that move. Like, he was not playing. If they would have tied the game in the ninth, he would have he would have had to come in. Yeah, right. Tonight. So, so he – yeah, if they have, Maya would have had to play. But, like, yeah. so you lose some catching depth. You bring up a Maya. Um, I'm not saying he's not ready, but he hasn't really – played much in the last what two years something like that because of all the injuries the Tommy John all that stuff so it's not the situation that you want to bring Miguel Amaya in to make his big league debut yeah Colada says Schwarber could catch oh wait Ricketts uh, gave him away 
I don't even know who the emergency catcher is at this point. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, it's it's not the situation you want to make the guy like the emergency thing to bring the guy up to make his major league yeah. debut. Like even Wilson didn't make his debut in this kind of situation. So, yeah. I, eh. it's it's exciting. Like I get the excitement. Yeah. He was a top one hundred prospect one time. He was the Cubs top prospect. He's come back from all these injuries. He's now made it to the majors. Like give him a chance. But like. You know, I didn't play catcher. I know Ryan did a little bit. He knows a little bit more about the position more than I do. Like, yeah, it's not catcher. just someone you can – it's not just something you can throw a guy into and, and you know, and do what the Cubs have been doing pitching-wise, which has been very good this year, especially from their starters. Um, so, I expect Barnhart to be back in there tomorrow. Or if Gomes is, is, is okay, then I expect him to be yeah. to be in there. And I, I don't know what they plan to do with Amaya as far as – you know, if, if Gomes does play tomorrow or the day after, like, are they going to send him back or, you know, I, I don't know. I would assume they would send him back eventually because they want they probably want him to get some consistent at-bats yeah, uh, and catch yeah, consistently. Catch, yeah. uh, so it'll be interesting to see these next couple of days how that plans out or pans out because as much as it's exciting to see him here, I'd rather have him in double A right now. That's just how I feel because he's he's just not he's he's not here right now because he's ready to play. He's here for an an emergency situation. That's right. Yeah. So. And oh, enough about Amaya. When are Morel and Mervis going to get here? That's what the chat wants. <laughs> yeah. When are Mervis and Morel going to get called up? I I, I did want to I did want to. <sighs> Boy, like the, I had a little bit of a transition with that Amaya to the Mervis thing okay, because all right. a natural trans because now with Ryan Barucki DFA to make that room for Amaya yes you need or you don't not that you need but you have an open forty man spot it's on a thirty nine because Amaya didn't need a forty man roster so spot. what's gonna happen well I think it would the it would be a little bit more of like a uh, sticky situation to me if the Cubs didn't need Ollie a starter on Thursday. But they need a starter on Thursday. Oh, because it's not going to be Killian. And Asada, yeah, it's not going to be Killian. Asada wouldn't be a five days since the last time he pitched. Um, so Adrian's, Mervis could start. Adrian San- <laughs> on the mound, maybe. Can Mervis start? Um, no. Can mo- play no, anything. Um, but so <laughs> I think because you have to add Mervis to the 40-man roster, if they go the bring up a guy from – triple a to start on thursday if they go that route then it looks like you're gonna have to bring up someone to add to the 40-man roster now that doesn't mean you have to keep him beyond that day on the 40-man roster you know ryan brook he just got dfa'd two days or whatever Mm. after he got called up but for thursday what do you think's coming up i don't know you had to guess i've seen someone i don't even know nick nider i don't know that's how you say his last name from triple a um because there's a report that like Rowanis Elias, who's down in AAA, is now going to like Japan or Korea or something like that. There's that. Javier Assad is again, he, like I said, he just he just yeah. pitched on Sunday. Um, Gary Ross is saying Ben Brown. I don't know that Nick Nehart. They'll take Ben Brown up. Yeah, Nehart, Nyhart, Nyhart. Yeah. So however you say his last name, um, that could be someone that comes up from Ben AAA. Brown would be fun. Ben Brown would be exciting. That would get the people. All that would up. get the juices flowing. Yeah. Now, Cody, you did put a, a hard deadline out there for us. You told us May 1st. It's May 2nd. Today is May 2nd. No Mervis. Well, listen, man. Like, my my thinking on – I know everyone's talking about Mervis and Morell. I understand why Morell's not here. 
I mean, and it's not even like, I mean, perhaps they could use them. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're not huge on magical, I'm not going to complain about magical. I can't complain about magical until Friday as, as, as a man of integrity. I said, I wouldn't do it. Um, but Mervis, I mean, again, what else? To, like Eric Hosmer's been struggling like this for not just this, not just these two months of May, or these two days in May, not just the month of April. Dude, this guy's been struggling in the back half of his career for the last three, four years, man. Like it, he is who he is. He had a great major league career, man. Like I'm not saying I'm not I'm not asking Matt Mervis to come up and be a savior, Ryan. I'm not asking Matt Mervis to come up and be, uh, you know, a MVP I'm candidate. Not even, I'm not even asking him to put up the numbers he's putting up in AAA because I'm not going to expect him to do it. But I, all I am asking is that he gives better at bats than than Eric Hosmer, and I think that he can at least do that. Eric Hosmer weighted runs created well under league average. He hits nothing but ground balls. Last I checked, sixty five percent. I mean, you, it just, it just isn't good, man. Again, I don't know what what Matt Mervis is. We don't. None of us know what Matt Mervis is. But I know that he will give you. I I do feel with no with major league pitching, not knowing who he is yet, he can at least give you a couple weeks of a hot stretch and at least allow you to uh, you know figure things out. Eric Hosmer just ain't getting it done, man. He just he just isn't. And he had two hits today. That, that's a joke. <laughs> I know that's, that's a joke. That's a joke. He's don't, not, get, don't yell at me. He's not, he's not getting it done. And I'd say differently if he was. But the thing is, is that if you, if you, can, you, can, put, you can put Mervis in the DH every day for, and see what happens. And if things don't go well, okay. You send him back to AAA, have him work on some things. But right now is the time, man. There's nothing else for this guy to have to prove at AAA, in my opinion. We talked to Alex Cohen last week. Talk, he talked about how much he's already been more impressed with him this year than he was last year, and he was unreal last year. Thirty plus homers last year. All, like he's he's doing he's doing it all over again. I'm not again. I'm not asking him to come up and just completely light the world and become a top. 10 first baseman in all of baseball. I'm just asking him to come up and have quality at bats, man. The, That's the all problem is that you're not asking that, but there's a lot of people that <laughs> are at that point where they're making Matt Mervis the savior. And not he, in the Cubs organization. Not though. in the Cubs organization. I'm yeah. saying the people like watching that are yeah. just like clamoring for Matt Mervis. And I'm not even disagreeing with you anymore. I think like it's kind of time where he has kind of earned the shot. Bring him up, uh, bring him up, bring him up. But this is what I said, and we, you know, we always talk about it, that if he's going to come up, he needs to play. He can't come up. And I don't think he would be in that Rios role. I think, if anything, Hosmer probably gets moved into that more of a bench bat role and Mervis gets more playing time. Um, well, I agree with that, too. Like, if you are going to call him up, you you better not put him in the Rios role. You, no, you, you should better, You better play him every day, whether it's yes. at first base or at DH. And that, that's, that's what you need is, like, he's going to come up and have the at-bats because if you bring him up and you bring Morell up, it's very easy to say, hey, bring them up and let them play. It's a lot harder when you go to day, yep. day-to-day lineup management and try to figure out, well, how do we rotate them with, you know, uh, Project Wisdom and, and Trey Mancini and, and all these other guys that need to play. Like, how do you right. – the rotation gets a little well, – it's, it's not as easy Morel as it seems. makes sense to me that why he is there. As, as, mu- as much as 
I would like him here too because he's literally the best player in the international league right now. But Patrick Wisdom's tied for first in homers, and he's playing third base. And where else are you going to play Morrell? Like, I understand he can play all over field, but you want to put him in center when Cody Bellinger's been unreal defensively in center field? No. no, no. You're not going to play no. him at short, or you're not going to play him at second base. And I'm not putting Patrick Wisdom at first base when he's been really good defensively at third. Yes. So I understand why Morrell's not here. As much as I want him here, if you bring him up, okay, then don't bring Mervis up and DH Morrell every day. You can't bring them both up unless one of these other guys, who I just mentioned, starts to really, really affect, be the reason that your team isn't, isn't winning games. And that's the guys I just mentioned aren't the reason the Cubs are losing games. Cody Bellinger is on pace for a seven-war season. Patrick Wisdom, I just said, has is tied for the most homers in baseball. Mancini, he has been very good the last couple weeks. You, you, and they're going to yeah. play those guys anyway because they're under contract, especially Mancini. He's here for two years. So, Morell, I get. Mervis is a guy that you can just slot in there. They need the left-handed power. Bellinger is the only left-handed power bat they really have outside of Ian Happ. And Ian Happ is more of a professional hitter, uh, can hit the long ball, but you know Bellinger is going to have more homers than Ian Happ by the end of the year, by a long yeah. shot. So, to I'm, me, they just need that, that, that other left-handed power bat, and they need more production from first base, they, and they just aren't getting it yeah. consistently. I'm it, with you, and I'm also, I'm also past the point where I was worried about it's too soon, you don't want to ruin mm. his confidence. I think he's shown enough down there that now, even if he did come up and fail, like, just fall flat on his face, strike out 10 times in his first 12 at-bats. Even if he came up and did that, I'd still be okay with then sending him back down and letting him gather himself. It's like, I don't think it's you're setting him up for what some people are worried about with Caleb Killian, which is a whole other story, by the way. Some of the angry tweets that I saw people tweeting about Caleb Killian over the weekend made me sick to my stomach. It made me made me embarrassed for the people that were commenting. They're not you're not a real Cubs fan if you're tweeting some of the things you were about Caleb Killian. He's a person. Mm-hmm. Like everybody settle down. Like he still might be good if he's not. He's not trying to struggle out there. Right. No. So, I'm I'm okay with Mur. I I'm with Cody now. I think it's time to bring him well, up. Well, and that's that you know that's the way, you know, these small sample first month like like 2 weeks ago I was fine with where he's at because it was mid-April like like but now we're now we're May 2nd Mervis is kind of proving that what he did throughout the minors but especially at AAA last year wasn't a fluke because he's done it for an entire month now at a maybe even higher level Um, I know when we had Alex Cohen on he did talk about the defense was a legitimate reason for you know waste or uh, a legitimate thing that needed to be improved on Um, the the way I'm looking at it now it's like yeah it's May 2nd it's gonna be May 3rd um, I don't, I don't see him getting that third, like uh, that thirty or that fortieth, that forty man roster spot because they may need to use it on a starter. Like that's kind of why I brought that up earlier. Like I don't see it happening in the next couple of days. And if it does, it does. We didn't expect Miguel Amaya to be on a plane to Washington mm-hmm. last night, but um, if it happens, it happens. But I do, I am kind of in that boat, like where it's like it's, he's got to be up. He's got to be up sooner rather than later because. The longer, like, and then we talked about this on the couch, like, that Hosmer at bat. I hate the argument that if you look back in hindsight and you say Mervis would have gotten that hit, you don't know that he would have gotten the hit. He has never played Major League Base. Like, in the majors, he he could have struck out. Like, you don't know how he's going to look right. at the Major League level because he's never played at the Major League level. But I will agree that 
in the long run, having Mervis up, having Christopher Morrell up, having your like you know Brennan and Corey keep talking about the optimal lineup. Um, if you having your optimal lineup or your optimal roster up for the long haul will in the end get you more wins. I agree with that, and I think we're at the point now where Mervis should be up to have that more of that optimal roster up now because he has done well in AAA. He has kind of earned the shot. It is. It is. It does feel like time, and the longer you put it off, the more you get to that point where more losses will end up in the long run will end up happening. The less, or the more you have these guys staying in Iowa and not up on the team. So I, I'm in. I've kind of come on that boat now that I didn't think Mervis should be up to start opening day. I didn't even think he should have been up two weeks ago. But now you're starting to get to that point where it's like he, he's earned the shot. It's time to. To give him that shot in the major and, leagues, and 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 I'm I'm exactly with Corey and Brennan when it comes to the you just can't twiddle around with the roster. Like, yeah, the offense has played better than we all expected. We all thought it was going to be a weakness, and they're ranked in the top five in so many categories without those guys. And so we were thinking is is okay. Well, Morell has played at the major league level before, and we found out okay he has he, he can strike out a ton. He's been the best player in inter, in that international league at AAA right now, though. And yeah, I agree. He deserves a shot at this at, with the to come back with the Cubs. I just don't know where you're going to play him, and I'm and I want him to play every day if he's going to be on the Cubs. So, but so like I already said, it's tough to find a spot for him to play every day right now. Now with Mervis though, it, it it's There's so easy. It's so easy to just slide him into DH or first base. And you got a left-handed power bat who can face all the righties if you don't want to play Trey Mancini one day, or vice versa. If there's a lefty and you got Trey Mancini and you don't want Mervis to face lefties. It's so it to me, it's so easy. Or you could just play them both and see how that works out. If Mervis starts out hot, then you got you got Mancini playing first, or Mervis playing first and Mancini DH. And like to me, it just makes so much sense to do it now. I and again, I understood why I started the year in in triple A and you know, I was patient. But if they if, if they don't come up tomorrow, if they don't come up Thursday, and the Cubs don't win this series, you're costing yourself games down the stretch. You absolutely are. I'm sorry. That that's the way I look at it. The only thing that's easier than this decision at this point is embracing the ComEd Energy Efficiency <laughs> Program, Cody. Wow. Tell us all about it and why people shouldn't be overlooking this move in their life. I can, well, Luke, I'm gonna be I'm gonna break up this amazing transition because ours were horrible yesterday. <laughs> like we missed you in that sense. Like uh, the first one that I did to get to wherever was just it doesn't mean I tried to do a good transition yesterday too. Oh, man, it was, it was, we needed you yesterday. But <laughs> Luke Stuckmeyer Jr. did end up as doing a good job. As bright as Luke Stuckmeyer's transition. LJ was terrific. The, <laughs> the Comet Energy Efficiency <laughs> Program is the greatest thing in the world, guys. It's it's a program committed to helping families and businesses and the communities they serve. Uh, helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now into the future. That's right, Cody. ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their territory. ComEd also offers free facility assessments that can help you find energy-saving opportunities, maybe an HVAC system, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. Ooh, how's it work, Luke? Well, let me tell you, Cody, an authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or they can be done virtually, too. They last about two hours. Then in about three to four weeks, customers get a report detailing energy efficiency projects they can start working on 
right away. They don't have to do anything. It happens immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, simple payback. If you own a business and you're sleeping on this, you're making a big mistake. Don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today for energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule a free facility assessment. Go to comed.com slash poweringbiz. Is that comed.com slash poweringbiz? You got it, Cody Del Mendo. Schedule it today. Uh, definitely will do it the moment I wake up tomorrow when I get up. Yeah, they're probably closed. Um, yeah, I won't do it right yeah, now. Wait till the morning the at this yeah, point. Wait, now. 8 a.m. sharp tomorrow. I'm calling ComEd. And I'm also going to ask them if they will lower my says, electric bill. With ComEd, you never get stuck. That's actually that's a good tag. That might be a good tag. Um, man. They might want to... Work that in. Yeah, so when you get that combat, you know, you get that going. I know they got it going at Wrigley. We know we've seen the, the, the bright lights that they have at Wrigley. We saw them getting put on there during the offseason. And I've, you know, been to the been to the park. Cody's been to the park. We've seen them in action. Um, they're kind of bright. <laughs> so when you, if you want to look right at them, look at that light show, uh, you need to have your Shady Rays on. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's your Shady Rays. Uh, And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through Shady Rays Impact. From building play sets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS the outdoor adventure of a lifetime, Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come. If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code CHGO for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized shades. That's ShadyRays.com, code CHGO. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Let me tell you an unexpected Shady Rays experience that I had. Oh, Yesterday, I wasn't here because I was driving, and as I was driving on the highway in pouring rain, out of the blue, it started getting like, you know how the sky, when it, it can be raining really hard, all of a sudden you get like a bright sky, but the sun's not out, and it starts getting really bright on the highway, and you're squinting, and it's it's even more of a glare because there's so much water out there. I threw on my polarized Shady Rays going 85 miles an hour down the highway, pouring rain. I put on those Shady Rays polarized sunglasses, smooth driving. Didn't have a problem. It was like, I thought to myself, never expect, I wasn't even going to bring my sunglasses because I knew I was going to be driving in the rain. Something made me say, take the shady rays, Luke. Take the shady rays with you. (laughs) They came through for me. Polarized shady rays. All right, uh, let's get to who you got. (laughs) Let's get to the big who you got. That's a clear winner. Uh, The post-game records, or pre-game records coming into this, I was 9-16 and on the season. Ryan seven and eighteen on the season, Corey seven and nineteen on the season, Cody five and twenty-two on the season, Sarah one and zero, oh, and I believe Kevin zero oh and one. Oh, yeah. oh and one. Oh and one. I need to add that and to the Joey, list. Joey, he's just uh, uh, Joey is 
zero and Never going to do 50%. So <laughs> he has not won yet. I don't even know if Kevin will, but, you know. I don't, I don't think so. But anyways, you're wondering why the numbers yeah. are all off. The numbers are off because, like, for instance, yesterday I didn't make a pick. Uh, Ryan didn't make one over the weekend. Yeah, Cody, on that double on one game. They're going to be off. You keep reminding me. Gonna, Please stop. They're going to be off. Well, then if people are looking at the numbers and be like, well, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, all right. Today, Cody clear. took Rios. I took Nico. Corey took Hap. Ryan took Bellinger. Pretty clear winner on that one. I took Rios specifically because Gary keeps telling me or asking me if I'm going to – or who's – not asking me, asking the Discord who's taking Rios. And so I took Rios today. And because he did, he was coming off a good game. He had the opportunity, the but got pinch hit for. Yeah, which, whatever. It's fine. Yeah, that happened to me last year with Nelson. Narciso Crook. Uh, I remember that one. Narciso Crook. Yeah, so, that's right. It happens. Cubs legend now playing for the Red Sox, um, I believe. By the way, Nico, 0 for 5. The on-base on streak. streak dead at 26. On streak has what was your favorite part of the on-base streak? No, the winning record. The winning record. There you go. The winning record. <laughs> so, well said. pretty clear winner. Are we saying that? Yes, I would say Bellinger wins. All right, so let me update these right now as we're sitting here live. Yes, Barb, we are still live. <laughs> I am now 9 and 17. What am I, like 7 and 18? Ryan is 8 and 18. 8 and 18. Hell yeah. Barb goes. Corey goes to 7 and 20. <laughs> Cody, 5 and 23. I'm just going to look at the wins. I'm and look that's at the it. Losses. Barb it. goes. Well, it's going to go by winning percentage. That's the key. Yep. <laughs> is Joey the kid on edibles? <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. And the answer is yes, Barb. Yes. Just and yes. Barb, I'm not adopted by Luke Stuckmeyer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's a good way to end it. I'm surprised. Yeah, Smile on Cody's face. Good way to end it. That's right. Uh, and Strowman tomorrow. I'm, I'm fine. Stroh show tomorrow. <laughs> T- tonight's game was frustrating, but listen, they got a chance to still win the series, and you got the Stroh show tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We got 39 likes. Please hit the like button. Please. Uh, on the way out. I know the like. I said I was likes. done reading the chat, but I've actually face. been reading the chat even though I said I was done reading the chat. So just know that I was reading the chat. You're all just very, you're frustrating me, and I, I let it get to me, and I apologize. Gary. As a man of integrity, I'm, I will gladly sit here and admit that. Big of me. Yep. Also big of me to still not complain about Nick Madrigal like I said I wouldn't. For two more days, I think. Fernando, did you hit that like give you button, a warning, Barb? Though. Yeah, you did give me a warning. Evil Wax. Gary, have you all hit the like button tonight? It's okay. So, at least, at the very least, I I was able to get out my frustrations about Matt Mervis not being on this roster. Hopefully, he's on this roster and in the lineup tomorrow, and we can all celebrate it. (laughs) Manifest it. I will will join our good friend Dom Frederick in his Toyota Camry and go go to Iowa and pick up Matt Mervis with him if we have to, if that's what it takes. All right. Fernando was like number two. Thanks. And uh, Becky says Cardinals suck too. Thank you, Becky. <laughs> and that's been – thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Thanks to everybody in the chat. Thanks to everybody who listening to the podcast. Hit the like button and the positive reviews on the way out. And until tomorrow's game, we'll be here for post game. Fly the W.